When I became a foster mom four years ago, I quickly realized there weren't many resources for foster or adoptive parents, much less for the millennial generation. That's where the Millennial Foster Mom Podcast comes in. Welcome to a no-frills look at the journey of foster parenting. It's millennial motherhood with real chats about all things foster care, from navigating home visits, court hearings, bio parents, and quote-unquote, getting to attach. Please join me every week for an honest conversation about foster care and adoption as a millennial mom. Welcome to the Millennial Foster Mom Podcast. Welcome back to the Millennial Foster Mom Podcast. My name is Brittany and I am a millennial foster and adoptive mom. My husband and I have had 10 kids in our home since we became licensed in 2016 and we have adopted three kids. We currently have four kids under eight. My oldest had a birthday this week and our youngest is four. We have one foster placement right now, but if you'd like to hear more about our story and how we came to foster, please consider listening to episode one titled Our Foster Care Story. This week, I am joined by Valerie. Valerie is in the middle of her foster care classes and hopes to be fully licensed by November. Today, Valerie is going to share what getting licensed looks like in her state, how she's preparing her home, and what she wishes she would have known before she got started. If you are considering becoming a foster parent or know someone who is in the process of becoming a foster parent, this is a great conversation to shed some light on what the beginning of the foster care journey looks like. Sometimes when we're in the trenches with placements and court hearings, we forget what it was like first starting out. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Valerie. So hi, Valerie. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Um, So tell us a little bit about you so the listeners can get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, sure. I'm a recent transplant from Philly, um, navigating Nashville and the South in general, um, I am an East Coast girl at heart. I love <laughs> the beach and big cities and bookstores and direct communication and bagels. <laughs> and Nashville in the South is a huge culture shock for me. I bet. That's a lot different <laughs> from Philly, especially the weather. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The humidity is something. Somebody down here mentioned like it, it's a it's like a warm hug. And I was like, no, it's like canned soup air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely something you have to get used to. I've lived here since I was two, and I'm still not used to it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, who lives in your home? Yeah, so it's me and my husband. We've been together. We've been married for 10 years, but we've been together for 19. Um, he's a heavy metal fan and a guitar builder. One of the reasons Nashville was really attractive to us was because he wanted to get down here and build and kind of build his connections. Yeah. Um, and I'm a bookworm who loves Casey Musgraves, so that kind of gives you the the <laughs> opposite attract in our house. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have, I think, the most adorable cocker spaniel, Lucy. Um, <laughs> and she's the type of dog, I always describe her as the type of dog any kid would want. Like, she's super cuddly and snuggly and playful. Aww. And, you know, she's just as excited to become a foster home as we are. That's awesome. So why did you and your husband decide to pursue foster care? What led you to this? Yeah. You know, it's weird because I, I'm not sure, but it seems like it's one of those things like I feel that my life was kind of always leading here. I just didn't know yet. Um, Mm -hmm. Traditional motherhood never felt right to me. Um, Not in my twenties as I was uh, navigating like jobs and college and internships Mm -hmm. 
and not as in my 30s when I was climbing the career ladder. Um, and you know that feeling that you get when you know something just doesn't fit you? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and you don't know why, especially when, you know, kind of growing up, you go to baby showers and it's like everybody else is really happy to, you know, grow a baby and mm-hmm. and have it and just have it. Um, and then the more that I just learned about foster care, I started talking to someone at work recently who was a social worker before um, she came to our work. And the more I, we were talking about it around Christmas time and I just was like, tell me more. Wait, this sounds like, I don't know why it just sounds like, no, no, that's, that's what I wanted. That's what I could do. You know? Mm -hmm. So was it like your husband on the same page right away or was that something you had to work through? Because I know a lot of times husbands are the ones you kind of have to warm up to the idea of foster care. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, it's weird because I, I kind of went to him and was like, listen, I was talking to this girl, come talk to this girl with me. Like, come talk to this, go to this information session with me. And at any point in this, you are allowed to say no. Like mm-hmm. you are, if you say no, I, I get it. Cool. We move on. Yeah. And every single class at the end of every single class, every info session, every talk with our coordinator, I look at him and I'm like, are we good? And he looks at me and goes, we're good. And he looks at me and says, are we good? And I was like, yes, we're good. Let's move forward. And that's kind of how we've been taking the whole process. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. You really have to have that open communication with each other Mm -hmm. and have that, you know, strong foundation. Yeah. So, okay. So you are currently in the process of becoming a licensed foster parent. um, And you said that you're in Tennessee, like in Tennessee. Yeah. I don't know what it's like in other states, but here it's a five month process and I'm still learning the process here and, 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 you know, the, the classes we're smack in the middle right now of that, um, eight week course. And we're, we're, uh, doing something called, it's called Tennessee key, but I think it's also called path training, which is parents as tender healers. Um, and you know, it just kind of breaks down, the roles between DCS and biological parents and foster parents. Um, They have a really big section on adoption versus fostering because I think a lot of people get into it and think, oh, we're going to adopt, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's it's not quite the same. Right. Um, And just navigating the child welfare system um, as well as like the impact of trauma and how to build resilience and just rerouting trauma behaviors. Um, so it's, I mean, even though we're only halfway through, it's been, it's been, I have to be honest, they are very, it's, it's some tough training to do, especially after work, you know, in the evenings and Mm -hmm. everything's virtual right now. Um, so I just know like, it's just very emotionally draining sometimes. And at the same Mm -hmm. time, it's like, I still, I don't know. You still want to do it. It's weird. Yeah. I remember the first night when we went to our informational meeting that you have to do before you like officially sign up for the classes. Mm -hmm. Um, the first thing that they did was they showed us this video and I mean, I'm sure it was based off of a true story, but it was of this girl and it showed her story about how her mom was in an abusive relationship and all of these things that led her into care. And then they turn the video off and they kind of just look at you and they're like, can you do this? Wait, was (laughs) it the Zoe video? Probably. It was like four years ago. So I don't really remember, but it was like, you know, they show it to you right off the rip and then they Mm -hmm. kind of see what your reaction is. I think they kind of gauge you 
based on that. And it just, I don't know. I just remember feeling, um, so emotionally like vulnerable after that. Yeah. And like, I knew bad stuff happened to kids all the time, but just to, I don't know, know that we were going to jump in with two feet. It was, I don't know. It was just a weird, it was a weird feeling. So. Yeah. We watched that. It was, um, oh God, what was it called? It was, I, we call it the Zoe video and it's, it's weird because throughout the training, now you have something that you can like go back to and say, yes, as we're learning about these things and we're learning about triggers, what were Zoe's triggers? And it's like that thing Mm -hmm. that allows you to kind of see it and understand it as a human being, not just, you know, bullet points on a PowerPoint. Exactly. Yes. So what has been the most beneficial thing that you've learned so far in your training? Um, strategy. So, so far we've learned a lot about the types of neglect and the trauma mm-hmm. that children can experience and what it does to them emotionally and physio- physi- psychologically mm-hmm. and <laughs> here and, and kind of where that behavior comes from. And then, you know, I, I think it's interesting because you see, you know, a lot of people I think see the action and not the cause from behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was that person in the class that was like, hand raised, like, hi, now what do we do about it? Like how, what, you know, you've given me all the problems, help me find <laughs> all the solutions. And that's kind of the next step that we've gone in. And that's actually how I found your blog was I've just been immersing myself in podcasts and books and <laughs> blogs um, to really try to find those answers. Like, okay, now what do I do about this? Mm-hmm. Um, there's even, by the way, a foster mom TikTok. It's like foster underscore mom TikTok. Oh, really? And she's like really good. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I know practical advice. Yeah. And that's, I felt like there just was such a void. Um, when I started this podcast, it's really just a passion project. I mean, because I know when we got started four years ago, like there was just nothing and everybody in our impact classes, that's what they call them in Georgia was older than us or Mm -hmm. already had biological kids. So it was just, I felt like there needed to be a little bit more out there. So my little corner of the internet, that's what I'm using it for. (laughs) I've been surprised Uh, with our class because there's, um, there's a really good mix of like younger, um, younger couples. Like you can definitely tell they're like in their maybe late twenties or early thirties and they have children because they're usually right there on camera with their moms mm -hmm. uh, and dads. (laughs) And, um, and you know, just, it's been a really nice mix of, of people overall. I think with virtual classes right now, the only hard part is like, you know, my, my husband and I look like, Hey, see them. We would probably <laughs> sit near them and like talk to them. Like there's no yeah. friendships we can make, but, um, but yeah, I've been really impressed with how the, just the, the diversity of people that step up into these positions and, um, and go and take this step. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, there's such a diverse group of you guys going through this right now. Mm-hmm. So how have you begun preparing and prepping yourself and your family for a foster placement? Yeah. So have you ever heard that phrase about like you prepare for the marriage and not the wedding? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of how I'm looking at it right now because it's a little too early to, um, you know, start prepping a room or, you know, anything like that. But, you know, I'm just trying to be like preparing myself emotionally and mentally so that we can really provide a safe place. And Mm -hmm. even if it's just for a few weeks or for forever, um, 
And I think the biggest thing I had to do kind of emotionally um, was to take this idea of like ownership out of it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. this child is ours, you know, and there's no ownership of our person. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. You can't really own another person anyway. Right. <laughs> but once you take that kind of away, it, it weirdly frees up, I guess, your heart in order to mm-hmm. to open your home and, and just be okay with whatever the outcome is going to be, whether it's, you know, we're going to have them a couple nights or we're going to have them forever or we're going to have them until, you know, just until they need us, until they don't mm-hmm. need us any longer. So I remember um, Caitlin had mentioned a few episodes ago that one of her biggest tips is just to have like the lowest of expectations, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think is um, very realistic because you really, you have no idea, you know, who you're going to get and then what kind of problems they might have with them or what kind of issues the birth family might have. So um, I think working on yourself and working on your own family to make you as strong as possible mentally and emotionally is probably the best thing that you can do right now. Cause you really don't know what you're walking into once you're licensed and you get that first placement. So, yeah. Yeah. And I've heard stories of like people getting a call that night, like mm-hmm. the same day that they were um, licensed. And then mm-hmm. I've heard stories of people have been waiting six months, which I wondered is, is it, is, the people who wait much, much longer is that they've had too many criterias on their, you know, we only want children this age to this age or. Yeah. That's, I think that's usually what it is, is they either have like, they won't take this, this, and this. And, um, that's usually what I feel like it is, or even it might be just like a regional thing. Like maybe they're not close enough to the birth family and there will be visits, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, like it's just a little bit too far and they want to find somebody closer, but, um, that's how we, ours was a little weird. Like we got licensed in August and then of 2016. And then we found out about our son like a week later. And so we kind of had that ball rolling and then we did respite in the meantime until we got our first long-term placement in December. So it wasn't that we were turning people away or turning placements away, but you know, we had, I guess our, our beginning was a little different it's not really the norm (laughs) but but I don't think anybody's is normal anymore I know there's no such thing as normal anymore so um do you know like what kind of ages you guys are looking at to foster or do you have a preference for ages you know we've we've really struggled with that because um like at first I was like oh my gosh let's just open this up to like have a have a home for any 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 teenager who needs it you know my Mm -hmm. husband was like what about a baby? And I was like, well, we're on different <laughs> sides of it. Um, and we, it was really interesting because we had this whole discussion where I was like, I don't know, are we adult enough to have a baby? Would any, like, are we okay to have a baby? And he would just look at me and go, yes, we're, we can handle a baby. Like we're okay. <laughs> and I was like, if you say we can handle a baby, I will, you know, say we can take a baby. Um, but that said, you know, I know that the, the, average age in our with our agency is around seven to nine Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of what I've been expecting in my head um our coordinator actually has us focusing rather than because we were so torn on like ages and you know kind of like I don't know Mm -hmm. um she has us focusing on behaviors rather than ages Mm -hmm. so that way we can keep our option options pretty broad and that way we can find kind of the right fit in our home 
Mm-hmm. So like the only thing I know that we said absolutely not to was just if they have if the child has an a uh, history of animal abuse just because okay, we do yeah. have the dog and we have to protect mm-hmm. the- we have to protect the dog. So um but I was like, well, you know, <laughs> that's not too bad. So, you know, we're we'll definitely see uh what we're faced yeah, with. I mean- I think that's really good, though, like a really good strategy, because I know a lot of people do go in and they're like, oh, I want a baby, because it's kind of like the whole, I want a puppy instead of an older dog, you know, mm-hmm. like that's a lot of people say that. And so um, I think it's good to work, like think about the behaviors rather than limiting yourself to a specific age. So yeah, I think that's really awesome that your coordinator said that. Um, so you mentioned like you can't really get a room ready yet. Is there anything that you have been able to do to prep your home? Um, well, we're still going through all the paperwork. So we're still like digging out like all the licenses and, you know, our, our the lease on our house and mm-hmm. the, the, all the, all the paperwork mostly. And digging that out has been really hard actually I was like I did not realize how many things are buried in this house mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but otherwise I mean we have chosen we did say oh this will be the room and here's where we'll move things and <laughs> um weirdly enough we started because it's the air is like hot soup down here um we started putting a pool in the backyard and then mm-hmm. it was interesting because my husband and I were looking at it and we both looked at each other and we go, oh, God, we got to figure out what we need now that we have a pool. Mm-hmm. Like, what do we need yeah. to do now? Because there's gonna, we're going to have to add stuff to the list. So. Yeah, I know they have a lot of, like, water safety rules. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but you mentioned your, you leased your house. And I just, I want to make a PSA because <laughs> I see this all the time. Yeah. You can be a foster parent, even if you are renting or leasing or whatever. Like I just, I know a lot of people have this preconceived notion that you can't do it unless you own your home. And that's completely not true. And we actually got licensed when we were renting. And so it was a little bit harder because we had to involve our landlord and a lot of, you know, like the well inspection and the septic inspection, but mm-hmm. um, it is a possibility. And I, I just wanted to say that because I think a lot of people don't realize you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. As long as so. you have the room and, mm-hmm. and you know, it is in the guidelines now, Um, you know, when they, when you go to the information session, they say, you know, you're allowed to, I think the only thing that you have to have is a car really. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's the one sticking point of like, there's no wiggle room there, but but yeah. yeah, and we're just, and you know, like you said, we're just leasing right now since we're kind of new to the area and still learning where yeah. we want to go and um, we'll eventually get a home home. But, but yeah, we, luckily we have a home right now that we're leasing and that is, you know, really safe, really nice, cozy. Is there anything you wish you knew before you got started? Um, hmm. I think, <laughs> I think really... <laughs> I think really just um, that I can be open about it, that I can be vocal and open about it. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I didn't want to say anything, especially like on Facebook or like to um, family members, just because, you know, I think I, I play things a little close to the vest. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> unless something's like a done deal, you know, I don't really like to do big announcements or, um, but, you know, I just kind of. I was just feeling really emotional after our information session. And when we decided, yep, let's do this. So I posted on Facebook and 
the response was like really overwhelming, um, like overwhelmingly positive and just full of, and people just being really happy for us, like really happy. Yes. <laughs> um, and I guess, I guess because I never saw myself as very parental and in the past we've been a little judgy with our friends with kids, which <laughs> now I feel really bad about, but you know, I, I guess we just never had that. We never put ourselves in that parent role before. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you're kind of introducing yourself as like, hey, and I'm going to do this, you know, it's this new role for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I kind of, I, I, in my head, I really, in my crazy head, I really thought people were going to be like, oh, wow, that's out of the blue. You know, you think, you know, why are you doing this? Yeah. And instead the reaction was like, you guys would be so perfect for this. So. Oh, that's really yeah. awesome that they said that because I yeah. think so. this is, can be a very um, unpredictable kind of scary path. And a lot of times a very lonely path and just knowing that you have support can make all of the difference. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Um, although I will say it, it does feel weird when people make comments about like, you're so brave or special or you're a saint. And oh, I'm yes, not... girl. <laughs> Get used to it because <laughs> that will continue. <laughs> Do you have a podcast episode of this coming? Because I don't know how to respond to that. It, it reminds me of when my cousin came back from Afghanistan and he was, mm-hmm. he was a soldier over there and, and mm-hmm. people would like come up and thank him for his service. And he would just kind of like, yes, thank you. You know, like that, <laughs> that awkward, like, like you could tell he didn't know what to do with that. Yeah. And I, I feel kind of the same way in a way. Yes. So that's definitely on the calendar for this season is yeah. to talk about the crazy things that people say to us because we're foster parents. So yeah, <laughs> stay tuned. Um, so do you have any advice for people considering the licensing process for foster care? Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> Get ready for paperwork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get a really good filing system. Yes, stay organized. Um, get that little scanner app on your phone so you can just take a picture and it scans it in as a document because mm-hmm. you'll be scanning lots of things in. Yep. Um, find all your papers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if anyone's ever had a divorce, you know, if your partner or you have ever had a divorce, make sure you have that license. Make sure you have your marriage license. Make sure if anyone has died in the home you have the death certificate I mean they ask for everything mm-hmm. and it was just like you know um it, it's just it's just a lot I mean I I asked my husband I was like okay wait I need like a system or a filing like there needs to be a website that's what there needs they need mm-hmm. to be like a foster parent website where you can like file all your documents and keep all your like <laughs> we were learning about the records you have to keep when you administer medicine which is yes oh goodness uh, you have yeah. to like count pills and take a log of how many pills are in the bottle and get yeah. write-offs on like I, ha- I can I'm I can give the child like you know two whatever two Tylenols and call the doctor in the morning and just have something to like, I I guess that's what I've been trying to figure out this week is like, okay, I need to prepare and get like something to wrangle all this information. Yes. Like in one thing for myself so I can just whip it out when I need it. (laughs) Yeah. So I, our agency actually has like an online portal um, where we can upload documents. So I don't know. Did you say you're going through an agency or the state to get licensed? Yeah, we're going to, we're going through an agency. 
Okay. So they might actually have something like once you're licensed, um, since you have to get reevaluated like on a yearly basis. And so, but I, I am 100% like a paper person. And so I definitely keep things organized and in a binder too. So, and then, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was going to say, I was actually thinking the first thing I thought was like, I need a big three ring binder, like back yes. in school. Mm-hmm. And as far as the medication logs, um, I am so bad at those, but they are <laughs> due at the end of every month. And usually our foster care worker has to text me and be like, Hey, did he take any medicine this month? And, um, I think it's really important just as a, a side note, uh, to make sure that you know your child because, um, Carson, our foster placement, which that's not his real name, but, um, he is on medication and he has not taken it in the past few months because he didn't need it. And, um, they, her supervisor was like, what? She can't just stop giving it to him. And it's like, it's not that kind of medication. Calm down. It's cleared with the doctor. Like, you know, so I think it goes back to being an advocate for your child and knowing, mm-hmm. you know, what's best. But anyway, yeah, medication logs are the bane of my existence and I'm so bad at them. So, um, just make yourself a reminder on your phone if you have to use those because you will forget, I promise. <laughs> so. Well, it is time for Roses and Thorns. So if you are just tuning in today for the first time, Roses and Thorns is a time to discuss a high and a low from the week. And I like to start with the thorn so we end on a good note. So Valerie, do you have a thorn that you would like to share? Yes. Okay. This might be a little TMI and a little gross. No, nope. but... everything is, is game here. So it's a safe space. <laughs> but I have an infected finger. Because... Oh, no. I am a dirty trash rat and I bite my nails. <laughs> same. I do and, the same thing. <laughs> and now it's infected and I had to do, do a telehealth with the doctor, a telehealth visit with my doctor and like hold it up to the camera. Oh gosh. And she gave me antibiotics and I've been sitting here this whole interview with my thumb in a, in a, in a cup of salt water. Oh no. <laughs> so PSA, don't chew your nails and don't be a dirty trash rat. <laughs> Well, I hope it gets better soon. That sounds so painful. Oh, goodness. Um, all right. Well, my thorn for this week is, I think I talked about last week how we had to get our air conditioner fixed, which ended up not being as bad as we thought. Thank goodness. Um, but we did get our electric bill this week after having our air conditioner work like super hard for five days, like nonstop. So paying that bill made me a little sick to my stomach, but I did that today. And I am just so grateful that the whole situation is now officially behind us. And I feel like I'm doing my due diligence as an adult. So, like, oh, you no. know, it's just one of those adult things. So Adulting is really hard when bills come in. I'm telling you what. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It's just one thing after the other. So, but um, do you have a rose for this week? Um... Okay, and not to suck up, but <laughs> <laughs> this podcast, and I would say just, you Aww. know, all the podcasts and all the, like, really hardworking foster moms that are out there, you know, foster mom on TikTok and you with this podcast and just everyone I've been, like, kind of stalking this week, um, it's really been helping me. And, 
you know, I know you say it in the opening, but some advice leans a little too traditional or a little too mm-hmm. religious. And, you know, just like motherhood, I've been trying to find the advice that fits me best. And mm-hmm. I think I found my little corner here. Oh, well, welcome to the corner. Thanks. <laughs> and you are so sweet. Thank you for that. My rose for this week is my four-year-old um, rediscovered baby shark, which I know has been around for a while and is probably the most annoying song to parents everywhere, but she has been doing the hand movements and just singing it. And she could go like the whole, I don't know, three or four characters in, like she gets the grandpa and the, the mom and the dad and it's just the cutest little thing. And, um, it's really made me happy this week. So. Oh, that's adorable. um, Yes. That has really just put a bright spot in this week with all the air conditioner and all the not so fun stuff. So, all right. So Valerie, can you please share where the listeners can find you online? Yeah. So my little corner is, uh, my handle's Valerie FM 80 over on Instagram. And that's just kind of where I'm camped out for the moment, trying to figure it out. You'll see lots of pictures of my dog and <laughs> sometimes I draw and I read a lot of books and I take pictures of them. So you'll see a lot of that. That's awesome. I feel like foster moms, I don't know, I might be generalizing here, but I feel like Caitlin was a reader. I'm a pretty big reader. You're a reader. I think Mm -hmm. I'm sensing a trend here. (laughs) Maybe it's our way to escape reality sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So we have a very supportive group of foster and adoptive moms on Instagram. So please give Valerie a follow or send her a message of encouragement as she continues in the process of becoming a licensed foster parent. So thank you so much for joining us today, Valerie. I really loved our conversation. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye. (laughs) All right. Bye. So that is going to wrap up this episode of the Millennial Foster Mom Podcast. The Millennial Foster Mom Podcast can be found on almost any podcast listening app. If you listen through Apple Podcasts, I would so appreciate if you would leave a positive review. I'm up to eight reviews so far. With more reviews and downloads, the podcast will show up in more searches and can reach more foster and adoptive moms. If you could please leave a review or a rating, I would so appreciate it. And a huge thank you to everyone who has already taken the time to leave a rating and a review. The Millennial Foster Mom Podcast is created using an app called Anchor. I hope this episode gave you some insight to the process of becoming a licensed foster parent. If you would like to add to anything we've mentioned today, reach out and I'll share it with the listeners. If you would like to connect, you can find me on the Millennial Foster Mom Podcast Instagram page, or you can email me at the Millennial Foster Mom Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And remember, motherhood is hard no matter how you get there. But together, we've got this, mamas. Talk to you next week. <laughs>